Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt. I'm your host. Today, we are talking about how can you be a living paradox. So I'm going to briefly describe to you three levels of thinking. Uh, One is duality or opposite thinking. The other is looking at things from a continuum of perception. And then we're going to talk about a paradox. What does a paradox mean? And how does that play into our life? And so I'm also going to share with you a list of 12 different paradoxes uh, or uh, ways of being, if you will. So you might want to write these two lists down because then after that, I'm going to give you some self-reflection questions uh, to, to really understand who you are in an effort to be the best human you can be and to really pull from these two lists and and act appropriately in whichever situation. So rather than focusing on the conditioned way of being that we've had up until now in our life, we can really make a choice to be a much more balanced and harmonious person, which is only going to bring us the results that we're looking for. So it's a little bit long, but I promise you it is totally worth it today. Enjoy. Okay, so how can you be a living paradox? So first of all, let me just say this, that as you are growing in your awareness or consciousness or inner knowing, however you want to label that, um, what, be, what happens is that we release dualities. So what are dualities? That's the, you know, opposites. And we start to embrace uh, a continuum of perception and then paradoxes. So I want to kind of walk through that journey a little bit today in, in this podcast. So dualities are right and wrong, black and white, yes and no, opposites. And, you know, when you're at a certain level of awareness, especially, do, do you know anybody in your life who has to be right all the time? They, they just have that personality and they can't see that there might be multiple ways of being right. They're at that lower level of awareness. Like you can't have one thing and, and not have the other, right? Or you, you have to do it this way. You can't do it this way. When you grow, you, you grow into what we call a continuum of perception or choice. And you realize that there are actually many different ways of looking at something, uh, having an opinion about something, doing something. So for example, here in the house, we have five people. There are at least five different ways of loading the dishwasher, right? But depending on who you ask, uh, I personally have no preference, quite frankly. Uh, my preference for the loading the dishwasher is that somebody else does it. Uh, but I know that sometimes I need to do it too. And so depending on who you ask will depend on, you know, is it, are they stuck in, there's only one right way to do this? Or are they stuck in, you know, perception and saying, Ooh, okay, I, there's all these different ways and I'm going to choose this. Or, there's a, a next level of, pers- of uh, I guess, awareness, and that's being comfortable with the paradox, recognizing that not only is uh, the choice in that perception continuum, you know, I look at all the possibilities and say, that one is my favorite, that's the right one. But a paradox is saying, when you load the dishwasher, that's the right way to do it. When you load the dishwasher, that's the right way to do it. And when I load the dishwasher, that's the right way to do it. And realizing that we're all, it's not just a possibility or option, but all of those options are right. Okay. 
Um, another great example is, uh, you know, how do you look at the emotion that we label anger? You know, if you're, you're at a lower level where it's, you know, anger is never appropriate, right? That that's what you think, or anger is always appropriate, or you might look at it and say, okay, anger is appropriate in these certain circumstances or conditions. That would be the perception continuum. Or you might look at it and say, you know what, I'm going to accept and allow anger at whatever, right? So I might have something happen to me and anger might be one of six different emotions I have. And I'm just going to allow that to be. Okay. So embracing paradoxes actually shows that we have more growth. So what in the world is a paradox? If you look it up and do a word study, you're going to find that a paradox is an idea contrary to expectation. An idea contrary to expectation, meaning that you expect something and you get something else. It's seemingly opposed. So I'll share a couple examples. Uh, you know, technology. And if you're a regular listener, you know I have a love-hate relationship with technology. Technology, uh, many of our tools, think about your phone. Uh, think about all of the past technologies that might be on your smartphone now that you can carry in your pocket. I mean, if you really think about that, you'd just be blown away. You can cover my whole kitchen table with all of the devices that we used to have that are now in your phone that can go in your pocket. So this technology was, has been created to help us to save time, energy, resources, um, be more effective and efficient, right? However, you know, the problem becomes when the technology isn't working. So right now my computer and I are having a very heated debate about how we should live our realities together. And, uh, you know, there are sometimes when I'm winning and sometimes when the computer is winning. And so the thing that's supposed to save us time is actually something that sucks some of our time from us, doesn't it? Um, another paradox is, you know, I tell people this all the time. I love traveling. I love spending time with new people. I love uh, speaking and training. And I've done that a good majority of my, my life. And I love my privacy. <laughs> I love them both. Uh, that's a paradox. Seemingly opposed ideas. Um, uh, also, you know, the, there's a seemingly opposed idea that I kind of been thinking about lately, uh, only because we're, we're launching our, um, spiritual weight loss challenge this weekend. So I'll put the link in the, in the comments. If you want to join us, it's honestly, guys, it's a free challenge. It's just my gift to you. I'm going to share with you the process that I've taken, uh, for the last several months to really kind of release some things, uh, in, in the spiritual emotional realm that has honestly helped me to lose weight. So most people, and listen, we're one week into January. How are you doing on those New Year's resolutions? Most people have probably already jumped off the bandwagon. Research shows us that. Uh, and if not now, probably in the next week or so. And, uh, you know, the, the idea of losing weight is really, you've got to track your calories. You've got to get out there and exercise. And I'm not I'm not saying that those things are not important. However, the seemingly opposed, uh, contrary to expected belief is that you don't actually have to do any of those. You can follow the same process I'm going to share with you in our, our challenge and still have really good results. And quite frankly, in my opinion, because I've done the, the yo-yo thing, you know, where you're up and you're down and you're up and you're down all throughout life. 
I can tell you this. Yes, of course, I'm going to get out and and be active. And now I am enjoying it more, but it's not a have to thing. Uh, Yes, I think about nutrition and the food that I eat, but it's not a have to thing. Uh, After I follow this, this spiritual journey, it's changing my whole life, not just helping me lose weight. So anyway, that's a paradox. I'll put the link in the description. You can join us. All right. So we've all been taught or programmed or conditioned to be a certain way in life. Okay. So no matter what you're experiencing in your life right now, somebody has taught you, programmed you, or conditioned you that this is what, what you should um, think, say, and do. Now, some people are more what we call masculine energy and some people are more feminine energy. This has nothing to do with gender. It has nothing to do with male or female. Okay. Masculine energy is really um, located in your conscious brain. And that is about getting stuff done, doing, uh, achieving, um, setting your goals, um, giving commands, being logical. Uh, And those are all very important things. And the feminine side of things is more about receiving and uh, creating and manifesting, being in flow, listening to your intuition. That's really important too. Both of them are really important. It's that yin and yang, um, the balance, the harmony. Now, for the most part, uh, in the last, you know, I don't even know how many uh, generations, but we have been dominated by masculine energy, um, especially at this time of year. You know, I don't know, uh, you've probably heard it over and over and over again. Uh, what's your goals for the year? New year, new you, right? Let's set all those goals. And listen, I'm a coach at heart. I'm all about helping you get to your goals. However, I've had an extreme Uh, I guess, change of thinking in the last several years. And I'm really learning how to get my goals done without the hustle and the quote unquote hard work that everybody says that you need to do. I'm working less hours now, doing more things for myself. I'm getting, uh, I wouldn't say more work, but more higher paying work. And I'm doing the work that I absolutely love. And the change has been not from you know, the hustle, 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 like I hear everybody, especially telling entrepreneurs, but it's been wait, pause, listen to your intuition, wait for that idea to come to you and now move. So it's not just sitting here meditating and saying, oh, all the time. And, and, you know, all of a sudden everything happens in your world. It's pausing, waiting for the idea to show up and waiting for your spirit to say, yes, go and then go. And wouldn't you know it, everything just kind of happens. Okay. So the reason why I tell you that is because some of us have been conditioned to be on the more masculine side. And some of us have been conditioned to be on more of the feminine side. Again, both are important, but we want a balance of those. Okay. So that's the seeming paradox. So uh, energy, if you, if you think about it this way, energy flows or follows the path of least resistance. So it will go where it's easily, you know, traveled. So Emerson's quote, where your focus goes, your energy flows. So however you have been programmed, that's where your energy is going to go. So you have a way of being about you. So let's say if you've been like me up until the last few years, very masculine, energy dominated, do, 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 achieve, achieve, make that to-do list, make your goals, get it done. 
Don't worry about how hard it hurts. Just get it done. Right. That's what my mom used to say. So if that's been your way of being, your past or, or your your path of least resistance is that way. So you have words, actions, feelings, perceptions that align with that way of thinking. Does that make sense? Okay, so we're going to come back to this in just a second, but I want to highlight this this point here that many wars, so whether it be, you know, wars where, you know, like World War II, you know, where people are killing each other or wars in the boardroom or wars in the bedroom or wars between parents and children, however you want to look at that, the wars that we have on the foundation are paradoxes and different experiences that we all have. So one person says, hey, we should do it this way. Another person says, hey, we should do it this way, i.e. load the dishwasher, right? And now we're back to the duality or opposite thinking. And if we're lucky, maybe with those people, we can sit and think about all of the continuum of possibilities. Okay. Why in the world am I talking about this? Because I can almost hear somebody asking me this question right now. Because everything in in the world, it happens because of this kind of thinking. So let me break this down for a minute based on an actual example that I've I've seen in my work. Um, I don't even know how many times. So you're in a staff meeting and uh, you're talking about upcoming changes that need to happen, maybe to policies or procedures or funding issues, right? So, oh no, we've got this coming up. How can we, you know, how can we um, change what we're doing? Think 2020. I mean, this situation scenario has occurred almost on a daily basis in many different places. So some people at the table are open to every idea, right? They have this complete openness to anything. Some people at the table have a complete closedness to any idea. Okay. They just can't accept any idea. So who is correct? The people who are open to all ideas or closed to all ideas? Well, again, that's kind of a trick question because that's duality. So we're, we don't want to look at, you know, are one of these groups of people correct and the other ones are not because And, you know, I've actually been in meetings where somebody has been open and closed to ideas, which I love personally, and other people get very frustrated with. So when I come into work with them and I'm I'm seeing, you know, we have a mini war going on right now, um, I really challenge people to go up to the next level of thinking to that that continuum of possibilities. And so instead of fighting over who has the, the right idea, we put all the possibilities up on the wall. And then we say, okay, here are all of your options. Let's choose that. Now, the power here is that it, it takes uh, it takes the energy away from fighting for your side or against somebody else and puts the power up on the wall where everybody's focusing. And now we all get to choose together how we're going to do this. Now, the paradox is realizing that sometimes you can have two what seemingly opposed ideas and go, hmm. I think actually that might work really well. So uh, a great example of this is hiring and firing staff. I've worked with several business owners who, um, due to, you know, funding and and not being able to go out and do their their business, they've had to fire people. Now that in itself is, is heartbreaking for some and very difficult. 
And in the same breath, they said, okay, yeah, but now I need to hire another person. And so their staff looks at this as, wait, you're, you're hiring people, but you just fired people. You can't do that, right? Because that's a duality thinking. And in reality, this person realizes in order for my business to change with the times to pivot, I've got to release these people and I've got to hire this new strategic person. So that's a paradox. Okay. Um, for me, the, going back to more of the, I guess, way of being part for me in, in my business grow by one, uh, you know, we, we've had lots of changes this year. Um, and lately I have had two different ways of being with my business. So one is detached and one is a little more controlling. So the detached part of me has uh, stepped back and really focused on me as a person and kind of let my business grow organically. Uh, I haven't gone out and, you know, put ads on Facebook or done social media marketing or anything like that to find new customers. So that's the, the letting it grow in a detached, organic kind of way. And there are times when I jump in and I feel a little bit controlling, like, woo, things are, things are kind of going out, out of the bounds of where I want to go. So let's bring it right back, you know? And I, I, you know, sit down usually on those days and I call it a work day. Like let's get as much work done today as we possibly can. Um, but there are days when I wake up and, and for whatever reason, my spirit says today is not a work day. And, you know, I look at, okay, what are the things that I need to get done every day? Uh, it, the podcast is one, right? And because I love it. Uh, and so I do just those things. And then sure enough, when I pay attention to that for myself, the next day, my spirit says, and now it's a work day. And I honor that. And so it's a dance. It's this back and forth dance. So our goal is really to become a living paradox. It's not to be stuck in the opposites. And it's not to even be stuck in the land of perception, but to go a little bit higher. Um, really, we want to act with ease in all situations. Okay, so understanding that Sometimes you need masculine energy and sometimes you need feminine energy. So knowing when do you need those, when do you need to enact them? So really we want to um, display all paradox behavior with ease. Okay, so I, I, I'm going to explain this a little bit. There's a list of seemingly opposite things that you can actually feel at the same time. You can it's a way of being that you can have at the same time. Uh, it's a list of 12. So if you're taking notes, there's going to be two columns. The first column is going to be your, your feminine energy. And the second column is going to be your masculine energy. Okay. So I'm going to give you these 12 pairs. I would highly recommend that you write them down and I'm going to, um, talk to you about why, you know, what are the results of this and also how does this look like in your normal life? Okay. All right. So uh, in the feminine side, you have non-committal, okay? So that means you're not committing to something. In the masculine side, you have that you're committed, okay? So you might feel like I've made this choice that I need to step out and do this, but yet there's something in me that's kind of holding back a little bit, and that's okay. Uh, the next one is on the feminine side, you're open to all things, 
and the masculine, you're resistant to change. The feminine is detached and the masculine is controlling, like I just shared with you. The feminine is silent and the masculine is talkative. So again, as we're going through, kind of figure out if you had to pick between one of these two, which would be more of yours. So some of you, I know that you're more silent and some of you, I definitely know you're more talkative. Are you more compliant, which is feminine or ruling, which is masculine? Are you more peaceful or aggressive? Are you modest and humble? So that's the feminine. Or self-assured, which is the masculine. Now, do you see with those two that we're not talking about right or wrong here? We're talking about different ways of being because being modest and humble and also self-assured, you can be all of those at the same time. Uh, the feminine would be responsive. And the masculine would be skeptical. So responsive is more like taking action, whereas skeptical is more like, hmm, I'm not so sure about that. Feminine is faithful and masculine is independent. So faithful to someone or something else um, and independent, you know, doing your own thing. Uh, are you more cautious or more bold? Are you more careful or more impulsive? Are you more respectful of life or more fearless? So I look at that as uh, respectful of life, meaning, uh, you know, you really take into account the, the feelings um, and, and desires of all the people and nature around you. Whereas fearless is this, I'm going to, you know, head, head into all this. I don't really, it's not that you don't care about other people, but you're just going to go anyway. So you know, I, again, look at that list and ask yourself, which one are you most comfortable with? And it might be situational. So, you know, it might be that you're more silent in your workplace, but you're more talkative at home or vice versa. Okay. So really try to get to know yourself on this and try to figure out, are there situations where you feel both of those at the same time? Or maybe, you know, at home, um, you know, I like to take charge in this and not take charge in this. Okay. So really just, it's not a right or wrong thing. This is not like a, a list that's going to somehow fix some problem in you. It's really just to get to know you. And our goal is to display all of these qualities at the appropriate time. We want to display all of these qualities at the appropriate time. There is a time to be controlling and ruling and skeptical. There is a time to be peaceful, responsive, and cautious. Okay. I promise you the more that you work with these paradoxes, the more peace you're going to have, uh, especially when you're dealing with your own self-development and also when you're working with other people. And this is the highest potential that we have as human beings to be able to live as a paradox. So, you know, there's a couple ways that you might look at this. Um, for example, if you say, oh, yes, I'm definitely on the talkative side. OK, there's nothing wrong with that. And in order to be more balanced, how can you learn to listen more? 
Maybe you avoid confrontation at all costs. You know, you're a people pleaser. You do not want to, to have confrontation. There's nothing wrong with that. Avoiding confrontation can be very healthy. And how can we be more balanced? So for example, in what situations and circumstances can you challenge yourself to have a confrontation in order to have more peace? So if you're avoiding confrontation, typically what you're doing is you're suppressing the masculine energy that wants to come out. So how could you let that out in an intentional way? Okay. So embrace a paradox today. I know it can be very confusing. Uh, I would highly suggest that you just practice with it today. Maybe even just, you know, uh, looking for different paradoxes in your life, seemingly opposed ideas, um, contrary to, to expectation. Check it out. Awesome. (sighs) Thank you for sharing with or joining us today. I really, really appreciate it. I cannot tell you guys how much I'm just grateful for you. And when I had this lesson come to me about paradoxes, uh, I was just so excited to share it with you today. So I hope it gets you thinking. I anticipate questions from many of you who email and message me and I'm all set for it. Okay. Awesome. So with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. We'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.